What's up, Boston? It's Friday, April 21st, and that means it's time again for another installment of the Friday Five, where we update you on the latest news from Boston and around the U.S. I'm Chris Atienza. And I'm Landry Harlan. With the Boston University News Service, or BUNS for short. Well, there seems to be a lot going on around the world and just in Boston, so let's get right to it. Landry? A police officer was killed and two others were severely injured Thursday night in Paris after a gunman opened fire on the famed Champs-Élysées. The Islamic State claimed responsibility for the attack. French authorities have identified the 39-year-old man, but did not name him publicly. They say that it is still unclear whether he had accomplices. President Donald Trump offered his condolences late Thursday to the French people. It's a very, very terrible thing that's going on in the world today, but it looks uh, like another terrorist attack and... uh, What can you say? Just never ends. We have to be strong and we have to be vigilant. The attack occurred just days before the first round of the French presidential election. Voters will head to the polls on Sunday to choose from the 11 candidates. North Korean state media threatened Thursday to launch a, quote, super mighty preemptive strike to reduce the U.S. to ashes. Tensions have escalated over the U.S.'s warnings to North Korea to stop testing its nuclear missiles. Two missiles were fired in a parade last weekend and a birthday celebration for founder Kim Jong-il, one of which failed. The United Nations Security Council formally condemned the missile launch and demanded that North Korea immediately cease further testing. U.S. Vice President Mike Pence, on a tour of the region, said that, quote, the era of strategic patience is over when referring to U.S. policy towards North Korea. The USS aircraft carrier Carl Vinson is headed towards the Korean Peninsula in response to North Korean provocations, according to a U.S. defense official. It will arrive by the end of April. What you got, Chris? So Bill O'Reilly is done. The controversial talk show host was forced out by Fox News after a series of investigations on sexual harassment allegations earlier this week. The move comes after the New York Times reported how Fox News and 21st Century Fox had supported O'Reilly even after he had reached settlements with five women who accused him of sexual harassment and inappropriate behavior. On an interview with ABC's The View, O'Reilly accuser Perkia Burgess says that she's pleased with the talk show host's departure. She said that O'Reilly had made her uncomfortable when she worked at Fox News. He would always come around my desk, leer at me, look me up and down. I could feel like he was looking at my cleavage, you know, making me uncomfortable. He had no reason to be near my desk at all. Now, according to the New York Times, the former talk show host will actually be receiving a $25 million payout from Fox. Now, earlier this month, the Novoya Gazeta reported that at least 100 men were being arrested and tortured in the Russian Republic of Chechnya. According to the Russian newspaper and the Human Rights Watch, these men are being arrested because they are suspected of being gay. The New York Times reports that according to a spokesperson from Ramzan Kadrov, these reports are false because there are no gay men in Chechnya. While the White House still has yet to address the reports in Chechnya, former presidential candidate Hillary Clinton warned of how the new administration could affect LGBT rights. Clinton was speaking at a fundraising dinner for the Center, an LGBT community organization in New York. According to CNN, she asked attendees to participate in organizations that could foster progress on human rights and for the United States to call out abuses of gay people abroad, like for the crisis in Chechnya, as well as for the rescinded protection of trans students in the United States. Clinton said that we may not ever be able to count on this administration to lead on LGBT issues. All right, let's throw it off to Rob for local news.
So Aaron, did you know that Boston is actually part of an entire planet? Did you not? I mean, you hear about it, but it's never been super relevant for me, so I never dug into it. Turns out we're part of this thing called the Earth. And apparently it's a point of pride, so I'm jumping on this bandwagon. All right, I think that's about as far as we can take this bit. Why don't we tell the folks at home where all of this is going? Saturday is Earth Day! We have one piece of local news that we have to discuss, and then Aaron and I are going to unite our Wonder Twin powers in the form of... Local Science, science news. news! So before we get to that, what do you have this week? On a more somber note than the Earth Day festivities, most Bostonians have heard that former New England Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez was reportedly found hanged in his prison cell on Wednesday morning. The death was officially ruled a suicide, according to the Worcester County District Attorney's Office on Thursday. Hernandez's family sent the ex-NFL star's brain to Boston University's Chronic Traumatic Encephalopathy Center to see if there are any signs that he suffered from the Degenerative Brain Disorder, CTE. According to doctors, CTE is caused by repeated concussions or traumatic brain injuries and can cause difficulty controlling impulsive behavior and memory loss. Alright Chris, now hit Aaron's intro and let's get into the local science Earth Day Bonanza. Alright guys, and now it's time for science! 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 And tech. With Aaron Wade. Folks across the country are gathering Saturday as part of what they've dubbed the March for Science. And you know what, Rob? They're having one in Boston. You betcha. It's scheduled to happen from 2 to 4 p.m. in Boston Common. So what's it all about? Well, the group's mission statement says, quote, The March for Science champions publicly funded and publicly communicated science as a pillar of human freedom and prosperity. We unite as a diverse, nonpartisan group to call for science that upholds the common good and for political leaders and policymakers to enact evidence-based policies in the public interest. End quote. Is there anything for kids? The Facebook event says there's going to be some kid-centric entertainment at the Parkman Bandstand on the Common from 1 to 4, so bring along the tots if you're heading to the march. And does the Boston Transportation Department think the march is going to impact traffic at all? It really shouldn't. A spokesperson for the Boston Transportation Department says there are no planned road closures because the city anticipates that marchers will stay in Boston Common. But the BTD is restricting parking on the public garden side of Charles Street to make sure marchers can be dropped off and picked up without a hitch. And is any of that going to affect the MBTA? Riders of the T have no fear. Deputy Press Secretary for the MBTA, Lisa Battiston, says no tea stations will be closed in the making of this march. But Battiston does want to remind anyone headed toward the common that there are going to be some shuttle buses replacing Green Line trains this weekend. Specifically, there will be shuttle buses operating between Kenmore, St. Mary's, and Fenway stations that replace trolleys on the C and D lines. Of course, the March for Science isn't the only group celebrating Earth Day, or Earth Week, Governor Charlie Baker celebrated by announcing Thursday that his administration would be launching six new programs aimed at increasing affordable access to clean energy and energy efficiency programs. Baker says in a YouTube video that he hopes the programs will aid low- and middle-income communities in Massachusetts. And I think in many ways this combined with some of the movement we've seen in the pricing associated with some of the other options uh, that are now available in the residential space and the investments that we're making as an administration in, uh, in storage and in, um, and in hydro and in offshore wind, we're going to start to be able to see a lot of these environmental and economic benefits start to become more available 
uh, to more people here in the Commonwealth of Mass. One of the programs Baker's administration launched this week is called Affordable Clean Residential Energy, or ACRE. ACRE gives funding to groups that focus on housing or supplying energy services to low-income residents in Mass. The goal is to save low-income residents of the Commonwealth up to $4.5 million over the course of the program. It'll work to do things like install solar panels in low-income housing units. All right, guys, it is time for my favorite segment of the Friday Five. It is sports time with me and Bree. You cannot see it, but she's dancing. It's the happy sports dance. So what's going on in the world of sports? Playoffs? Playoffs? Playoffs! Rob, what are you doing here? <laughs> Guys, Boston has two teams in the playoffs. You think you're getting away with not putting the local guy on? That's fair. He got us very, this time. Very fair point. Very fair point. You win this round, Rob. Let's see how those C's are doing for the playoffs. Game three tonight? Game three is tonight. And, Rob, to your good news, Rajon Rondo is not playing today. Yeah, you know, you always hate to see a guy go down with injury. You know, you're not rooting for anyone to get hurt, especially a former C. But uh, we need something. Celtics could not catch a break. Bulls shot 51% from the field goal percentage in their uh, last game against us. Rondo going down is its unfortunate. We'd like to beat them at full strength, but uh, we'll take whatever we can get right now. I mean, I did not expect the Bulls to come up 2-0. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say that. I, like, especially following game one and, you know, how emotional that was. Game two, I, I don't know what happened. It's like they just fell flat. I was actually at game two and I was just sitting there mystified. I had no idea what was happening. Just did not look like the Celtics team I've been watching all season. It didn't look like the Bulls team I've been watching all season. Mm-hmm. So The latter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see how that goes. Are they home tonight? No, they're in they're Chicago. Still, they're still in Chicago, so we'll see how that game squares up. Um, how are those Bruins doing? All right. Uh, after a good-looking game one, uh, not so great. Ottawa has uh, given given the Bruins trouble all season, and so uh, not too surprising that they're now uh, up 3-1 to one in the series. Yikes. Um, they run this interesting 1-3-1 system, um, and it's just been giving the Bruins headaches. It's created for really boring playoff games, not going to lie. Um, it slows the entire game down and makes it for just kind of kind of messy hockey. It's not an ideal situation for the Bees right now. At the end of the day, I think it comes down to the fact that the Senators have uh, Eric Carlson. Um, he's probably the best scoring defender in the league, and he's just an absolute difference maker. So the fact that they're playing an incredibly defensive style of hockey isn't actually limiting them on offense it actually is where they generate their offense that's fair my friend is gloating back at home she is a huge senators fan and she's like your team's losing I'm like i can't do anything i don't play hockey <laughs> <laughs> but let's hope that the bruins realize how to skate and do their thing on the ice again and hopefully come off victorious in the upcoming match all right let's Keep going with our sports talk. And how are those Red Sox doing? I'm really excited about the Red Sox. Really excited. (laughs) Let Um, us know. What's going on? uh, Chris Sale had a phenomenal game. He had 13 Ks. Uh, They went into extra innings, so he had no decision, which is fine. My boy Mookie came back with a big hit to help us win the night, and we got to see that nice little outfield celebration again from those Red Sox outfielders, and I just love that. Oh, man, I didn't realize how hot Chris Sale would start off this season. It was not something I expected. 
or just anything really from Chris Sale because I was just like, maybe people are hyping him up too much because you know how people get about like these big names coming to other teams. Right. But it's looking good for the Sox. Looking at their record for April is looking really good. This weekend, they are in Baltimore playing against the Orioles before taking a day off on Monday before heading back here to Boston to start off a series against those boys in pinstripes. Who I may have rooted for in the past life. But no one can confirm. There, I cannot confirm or deny such allegations. I would like uh, receipts. <laughs> Do not look on my Instagram. I am hoping for a really nice... Um, homestead for the Red Sox when they come back next week. It should be really exciting. Can't wait. Uh, speaking of weird but exciting news, the Patriots went to the White House this week. Oh, did they? <laughs> Some of them did, at least. <laughs> <laughs> and I am not being sarcastic. Um, very surprising amount of Patriots players actually made the trip to D.C. to meet with the president. Big name that was missing there was Tom Brady, who was not there because of family reasons. Quote, unquote, the air quotes. The shocker there, uh, listeners, is the fact that this was announced hours before the Patriots were due to arrive. So there's a real interesting thing there, but it was very interesting to see how many people are doing comparison pictures between their last visit and their visit now. Jump back in. One thing that should be... uh, clarify there is the uh, comparison photos from the last uh, Pat's trip included 40 staff members that were not players um, Mm. and they were seated on the lawn uh, during that photo so it's not necessarily a fair comparison of turnout and uh, the Patriots were pretty quick to uh, reach out and say like we didn't mean to cause you know any political thing one way or another with that we just uh, kept these guys seated in a different spot this year for the photo op and like you know so the, the turnout, while uh, there were, I think, seven people actively boycotting the presidential visit and a n- number of other people that were not there, the photo of, like, you know, there being about half as many people there is a little misleading. So. And there we go with Rob's with some facts. And I think that should do it for the sports talk this week. We'll see you next time. I'm going to get out of here so Bree and Landry can talk about some album that hit. I don't know. Bree, how about the new Kendrick album? Am I right? Ooh, I've Fire. I've been listening to it nonstop. Me too. We would be playing it in the background right now if we could, but you know, there's some there's some language in it, listeners, and we don't want to. We're a big <laughs> fan of this album. It's probably our number one arts recommendation of the week. Go to Spotify and check it out, or just buy the album. Buy you know it, what, people? Please. Let's get back on that. Buy the vinyl. Anyways, Bree, it's great to see you. I'm really excited for this weekend. How about you? I just like really need it. I'm a little stressed out with schoolwork right Same. now. Same. I definitely need it. It's one of my slower weekends, thank the Lord. You know, when I'm really stressed out, usually just laughter helps me get through it. And what's great is this weekend, there's an entire festival devoted to laughter. It's the Women in Comedy Festival. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, featuring all female comics. It's pretty exciting. Feels like there's way more attention given to male comics out there in the world. So it's cool that we're going to have a festival in Boston just devoted to females. And some of the headliners are Rachel Dratch, who's seen from SNL. Christian oh. Shaw, you've seen from shows like Fly the Concords. Uh, go check them out. They're going to be in multiple venues in Boston and Cambridge. So go to their website, WICF, for the Women in Comedy Festival.com, and you'll see their entire schedule. You can buy tickets to individual shows. Or buy a pass for the entire thing. That might just be easier. Again, it's going to run tonight through uh, Sunday. All weekend long. Lots of different shows. And there's workshops, Bree. 
workshop so I can learn how to be so a you comedian. you can learn how to be funny. Ooh. So hopefully I can go to one of those because I need a, little, a lot of help there. Yeah, I need some work. Moving right along, uh, we were just talking about vinyl. Talking about old school spinning. Um, and guess what? Tomorrow, Brie, is International Record Store Day. I swear, there are like 10,000 days that I've never heard of before, and we managed to squeeze them all into 365 or 366 days. I didn't know about this till honestly, I looked it up on Facebook today. Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. Record Store Day, very exciting early tradition where you can go and just buy old vinyls. Your record stores are be having parties all day, but one specific one is at Tres Gatos. Three cats. This is the 10th anniversary record store day there, and they're going to have a, just a small small gathering you're gonna have food great music and it's all free and of course bring free some, food bring free some money music. along get some good music maybe that new kendrick album yep um that's gonna be tomorrow from 9 a.m to 11 p.m so basically all day again it's free so just go and check it out it's at trace gatos or the three cats in jamaica plain so hope to see some of y'all there i need to stop i need to get off spotify i stream all my music i need to go old school I know, I really want a record player. Well, maybe we can fix that tomorrow, Brie. Hopefully. Next up, international celebration going on at BU. How do right, you feel yeah. about just throwing paint at people? I would love that. Like, me too, right? <laughs> it's a great way to get out some frustration. It's just something you typically can't do on a normal day. Might come off as a little weird. Might get arrested. I don't know. <laughs> but there's one day a year where you could do this and it's totally okay. And it's the Holy Festival. The Holy Festival is known as the Festival of Colors. It's a Hindu festival celebrating the arrival of spring with usually bonfires, colored powders like paint, and just general mayhem. So um, there's going to be a big party hosted by the BU Hindu Students Council. They're going to have, of course, the colors, music, cotton candy. Cotton candy. Specifically cotton candy, so that's exciting. And they encourage you all to wear white T-shirts so you can definitely see all the color. And then you can keep it in your like, yeah. So that's going to be at the Cummington Mall tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. That is also free. I'm look, looking free out for fun. y'all's wallets this week. All this free fun. So I'm most excited about this last one. So when you go to a Mexican restaurant, right, you get your chips and salsa. Salsa is good, but there's something that just like really goes well with chips. It's so good. It's green. I'm giving you some hints, Bree. It's, I know, you know exactly where about? you're going. I know where you are going. All right. Let's say it together. Three two one guacamole so good on sunday at the painted burrow in somerville the fifth annual painted burrow guac off all Can these I be honest when i first read Tell me what this you think. headline yes i thought it was like a burrito eating content hey i get it when i hear the first syllable of burrito i want a burrito it's just yeah. like an instantaneous thing at the guac off, they're going to have basically a competition of guacamole. You can even enter your own guacamole recipe if you want through their website. But there's going to be prizes given out for the audience favorite and, of course, the one that the judges like the best. I would love to be a judge, something like this. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. Then is open to all um, go, and you get to, of course, sample all these different guacamoles and vote for the people's choice one. And all the ticket proceeds will go to... The group No Kid Hungry campaign that connects kids in need with nutritious food and teaches their families how to cook healthy, affordable meals. So, um, the tickets are only five dollars. So five dollars to have like tons of guacamole and support a great cause. So I'm that's gonna be Sunday, three to five p.m. I will definitely be there because I, sure I am I obsessed it. with guacamole. It's unfortunately not a focus of journalism that I can do. <laughs> Just guacamole. Maybe this will be my start. I don't know. Maybe you can become a food writer and have a guacamole beat. Who knows? I don't know. 
And on that note, on that beautiful guacamole note, Bree, so good to see you. Hope you to see too. you at some of these events over the weekend. And have a good day. With that, this ends this week's Buns Friday 5 for April 21st, 2017. For the Buns Friday 5, I'm Landry Harlan. And I'm Chris Tianza. Have a fantastic week.